Hi everyone, and welcome to an exclusive podcast brought to you by VJ Oncology. Today, we'll be covering the latest immunotherapy updates in head and neck cancer, and we'll hear from leading experts providing their unique perspectives in this burgeoning field and discussing findings from the Keynote 412 and Keynote B10 trials. To begin, we have Marcin Genius from the Gold Coast University Hospital in Southport, Australia, discussing results from the Phase 4 Keynote B10 trial, which assessed first-line pembrolizumab with carboplatin and paclitaxel in patients with recurrent or metastatic head and neck squamous carcinoma. I uh, presented on behalf of our other co-authors as well uh, our findings of uh, Keynote B10 study. It's a single-arm phase four study that investigated the use of carboplatin, pembrolizumab and paclitaxel in first-line um, uh, recurrent or metastatic head and neck cancer. The study investigated an alternative uh, uh, chemotherapy backbone to the triplet therapy. Uh, we found that uh, it resulted in 42% uh, response rate, uh, which uh, is slightly higher than uh, uh, larger studies, but uh, generally confirming that uh, this uh, combination uh, is equally uh, effective. Um, uh, the um, safety tolerability data did not reveal any uh, surprises um, uh, and so um, this study uh, confirms uh, that uh, this combination can be used as one of the options uh, in the treatment of patients uh, with uh, uh, incurable head and neck cancer. Patients with uh, head and neck cancer have uh, uh, relatively re limited treatment options with more than half of the patients not responding to currently available uh, therapies. Um, uh, even introduction of uh, immunotherapy has uh, resulted in uh, a slightly lower uh, benefit than seen with uh, some other tumor types and therefore looking for alt uh, additional uh, treatment options to try and improve outcomes is uh, 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 very important. Next up, we have Jean-Pascal Machiels from the Clinique Universitaire Saint-Luc in Brussels, Belgium, providing an overview of the Keynote 412 study, which assessed pembrolizumab with chemoradiation therapy in patients with locally advanced head and neck squamous cell carcinoma. It's patients with unresected locally advanced squamous cell carcinoma of the head and neck. So patient with locally advanced uh, disease, this patient has quite a poor prognosis. Uh, around 50% uh, survival at five years, and around also 50% that will remain free of disease at three years. So clearly we need to do uh, better for this patient. So we took this group of patients, unresected patients that were planned for chemoradiation. And the study indeed randomized 804 patients between chemoradiation plus pembrolizumab. Pembrolizumab is an anti-PD-1 monoclonal antibody versus chemoradiation plus placebo. We start pembrolizumab one week uh, before chemoradiation. We gave two additional cycles during chemoradiation and 14 cycles as adjuvant treatment. So it was all commons. Uh, the primary endpoint was event-free survival. So event-free survival, it's going to capture that progressive disease according to RESIST, but also a relapse that is diagnosed by pathology, because in head and neck cancer, it's not all time easy to measure the disease by RESIST criteria. So the primary endpoint indeed in the trial was unmet, uh, even if the hazard ratio is 0.83, 
and the p-value is 0.04. The reason is because the efficacy boundary was 0.02 in the trial. But if we look at the two-year event-free survival rate, it's uh, about around 53% for the control, and it's increased by uh, six or seven percent in the pembrolizumab arm. So a trend uh, to uh, a less uh, event in the pembrolizumab arm. So when we do some other analysis where we select the patient for PDL1, and when we are taking the patient with a high expression of PDL1, 20 or higher, this is an exploratory analysis, we see a better improvement with a pembrolizumab in terms of even free survival, but also a trend or a be of better survival in this patient. So in the control, the three-year overall survival of 73 person, and in the pembrolizumab, it was 79 person. Although this is an exploratory analysis. So I think that the trial is negative, but it sends a positive message that in some patients, uh, we could have uh, a benefit of adding RTPD1. Uh, probably that uh, PDL1, com com the combined positive score, uh, could be uh, one of the predictive biomarkers, but this needs to be validated in prospective trials. Finally, we have Denis Soulier from the University of Montreal in Canada, who provides his perspectives on the future of immunotherapies in head and neck squam cell carcinoma. So Keynote 40 is interesting in what it's telling us about long-term survival uh, for a minority, but still a, a good number of patients. Uh, in this session, we also reported the results of Keynote 48. So use of immunotherapy earlier on, so not after the use of a platinum agent, but use instead of uh, platinum agents or in combination with that. And uh, here again in uh, Keynote 48, uh, we showed that the results are showing that at five years, so not as long in terms of follow-up, but at five years, we're showing that there is a significant portion of patients who are not dying from their disease. So more than 15% of patients at five years are still without evidence of their disease and are uh, basically still alive and uh, for most of them well uh, after five years. So this is interesting. It's telling us though that we still have an, uh, about 85% of patients for which we need to do more. So uh, we'll need to find out more as, as to what has to be done in combinations with immunotherapy to increase the number of patients who can expect to have a long-term survival. Thank you to our speakers and to you for listening to this podcast. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review and subscribe on your favourite podcast app, including Apple, Podbean and Spotify, so we can continue to deliver our expert-led content directly to you. Don't forget to tune in next week, where we'll give you the exclusive developments in radiation oncology from the 2022 Astro Annual Meeting. Follow us on Twitter at VJ Oncology to join in the conversation and visit vjoncology.com for the latest updates in the field.